In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. And I'm so glad, as always, to see all of you here on this bright and sunny, wonderful Monday. Well, it's sunny here in Chicagoland anyway, as it has been all winter. We've been truly blessed, and I hope you've been as well. You know, today we've got a fun topic. And once I became uh, much more aware of this whole topic, I'll tell you what, watching television, listening to the radio, and, and uh, you know, wherever else you see advertising, billboard ads, and everything has become a little more annoying to me because I'm so much more aware of the shortcoming here in in this whole marketing arena. You know, women are responsible for over 80% of the purchases around the world. You know, we drive the entire global economy when you look at it that way. It's pretty powerful, huh, chickadees? Yes. Yet, only a small percentage of the major brands have really caught on to this as evidenced in their marketing campaigns that, you know, some are just such a real turnoff to women. And small businesses, it's it's hard. You don't have a marketing division or department. And so so how do you know? How do you really think about these things and, and figure out what is going to appeal to the female demographic? And today we're going to learn why it is that it's so difficult for some of these uh, brand advertisers to reach out to that all-important female demographic and what you as a small business can do to to really successfully reach out to the key, the primary buyer, even if you sell boxer shorts. That's right. Our guest today is the founder and CEO of Go Girl Communications, a sales and marketing agency that collaborates with brands to create relevant conversations with the female customers and consumers. That's important. That's the key word, relevant. Patty Minglin is a sales and marketing expert whose expertise is in marketing to women and marketing to moms. And so she helps brands really reach out and touch that ever so important population. And most recently, Patty served as the associate publisher for advertising and marketing in advertising and marketing for Chicago Parent before launching her communication firms, uh, Go Girl Communications. So who better than Patty to turn to on this timely topic? Welcome to the Million Dollar Mindset, Patty Minglin. Now, thank you, Marla. I'm thrilled to be here today. 
Well, thanks so much. I just find this this topic really, really a stimulating topic because, you know, before my eyes were open to it, I never really even thought of it. And uh, since then, I can say that a lot of the major brands and even small businesses aren't giving it much thought either. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. And I think that it was perfect when you say the, the, the influence of women. You know, we often just stop with that and think, well, but a woman's not coming into my store and making that purchase. But in most cases, there was probably a woman that influenced that purchase. So even if you're not seeing female consumers come through your store on a regular basis, or even if they're not the majority of your, of your customer base, they are influencing some of those decisions and they need, you need to at least appreciate and, and have them as part of that marketing discussion. Yeah, most definitely. And even when you think of things like car insurance and household insurance and doctors and dentists, you know, it's usually mom uh, who picks those things out for the entire family. So we are the influencers here. And uh, I hope that today's show can really help the the business owners who are listening to to tune into that fact and, and uh, be more sensitive because it's only going to benefit them. And, you know, one of the things that, that, that I was thinking about is branding. Okay, so we've got a male brand. Let's take Nike because, for me, that's just one of my favorite favorite brands. And, and you would say that at a time, you know, Nike would, would sell mostly to men and probably still does, even though women love it, too. But don't they just do – I think they're a great example of reaching out appropriately to the female demographic. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, I agree. I think that's a perfect example. And using another sport brand, Under Armour, is another one. Mm -hmm. And I think that the reason that they have done that so well is because they haven't, they, they understand that a woman, for a female, they're an athlete first, a consumer second, or a female second. So they're looking at them as an athlete. A female athlete has the same aspirations, the same dedication that a male athlete has. Maybe a little different in what, in their scope or what they're going for, but those, those internal aspirations are the same. And Nike and Under Armour understand that. And they do this universal speak to the, the athlete inside. And then kind of come the other way with more of a gender specific if they're going for a certain product line. It's an important fact to remember that, and there was a a great quote, and I want to attribute it to Marty Barletta, who is a wonderful marketing to women expert and has written several books. And if if this isn't Marty's quote, I apologize because I always attribute it to Marty. (laughs) But she always said that if you meet the needs of a woman, you exceed the needs of a man. So. Yeah, it's a great quote, and it's it's so great for those brands such as a Nike or an Under Armour or somebody that that's heavy male to understand that we're not talking about completely alienating your male audience. We're talking about just making those tiny adjustments to your messaging that make even your male consumers appreciate and appreciate you more and are more loyal. Hmm. Can you, Patty, think of an example of? You know, just the opposite. We've cited Under Armour and Nike as great examples of, of firms that know how to do this. Can you think of an example of a, a firm that does quite to the contrary and really pushes that female market away? Um, well, I mean, I hate to like list a specific brand. Uh-huh. But, um, I will say from an industry perspective, the automotive industry could do a whole lot better in marketing to women. Mm-hmm. Um, and that includes everything from the pre-sale of cars all the way down to um, the after-sale car care. Uh, they tend to 
talk down to women or be condescending or assume that women aren't interested in the same things that men are when it comes to the performance issues of their automobiles. Uh, they, they fail to do what I think is a really critical part of marketing to women, and that's to don't lead with your product specifics. Find out how, how your product can benefit her life. What is she going to use that car for? If you have that discussion and, and let her tell you the whole story, then you're going to find out that she is traveling with three children who are all hockey players, and she needs the, the kind of room that's going to fit hockey equipment. She's the kind of gas mileage that's going to allow her to go to all these locations and save some money. Those are the things that you need to do. Instead of leading with just product, you need to lead with how is that product going to benefit her life. Mm-hmm. So they want to know how it fits into their lifestyle and and complements everything that's going around on around them instead of causing more issues. Yeah, right. And I think that and and from a whole, that's where the automotive industry still hasn't quite gotten to that level. Um, they still they're still getting there's some there's some good little examples. You know, Volkswagen had the great Star Wars ad from last Super Bowl with the with the little kid that was dressed as the Star Wars character. And and that even though that doesn't like scream at you marketing to women, it really appealed to women because they saw themselves in that brand. They saw that that is their their day to day life and they could connect with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, one of the other things that strikes me is is we're talking about women here, but there are many different subsets within that demographic. You know, you've got the mom, you've got the working mom, you've got the um, the baby boomers mom, the retiring moms, the moms going back to work. Talk to us a little bit about that, those subsets. Yeah, and I think that's such an important part that you bring up because so many times you think, okay, I'm going to market to women, and you think that it's just one woman that you're marketing to. Um, just like there's all these different people, there's all different kinds of women. And they they really go through not just an age thing, but it's, it's a life stage thing. Uh, there are women that are moms. There are women, women that work outside the home. Then there are some generational. You need to pay attention to boomer women who um, continue to be one of the heaviest spenders across all categories and one of the biggest influencers even in things like social media. Um, Generation Y is completely different than Generation X when it comes to some of the things that motivate them to buy. So you need to really, as a as a brand, as a small to medium-sized business, when you're looking to target women, when you say, okay, females are my consumer, you really got to target that a little bit more. Start thinking about the kind of woman that really needs the product or service you have. You know, what would she be doing on a day-to-day basis? How old do you think she might be? Does she have kids? Does she have a husband? Does she drive? What kind of car might she drive? Try to dig and build kind of a, a, a little profile of your ideal customer and then go out and find where that woman is right now and how can you connect with her. Wow. So you're right. I mean, you have to just really keep drilling down and drilling down and you right. have to know that person. I always tell my clients, you need to, you know, just describe your ideal client or customer um, right down to naming her and figuring out how old she is and what she does and what she eats and where she goes and who she hangs with and what magazines she reads in order to make it uh-huh. easiest to, to really reach out to her. Patty, we're going to go into a break in about a minute. When we come back, I'd, I'd love to 
chat a little bit about what you see as as the primary barriers to connecting with with women and and why brands struggle so much with this concept. And I'd like to tell our audience here, remember to check out Inc. Magazine today, Inc. Online. My uh, article over there is failing your way to success. And, you know, I mean, we've all got to do it, right? Because how do you know what works and what doesn't if you don't fail a few times? So so go on over to Inc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen tobacco and check out that story and let me know what you think. Give me uh, your stories. I love to hear from you. Send me an email at Marla at MarlaTabaka.com or just comment right there on the article page over at Inc. and, and we'll talk over there. But do make sure and talk that uh, check that out because I think it's a really important topic. We'll be back in just a minute. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Wondering how to market, where to invest, where to advertise, where to find the right advice, or what to do about taxes? Doing business today is a complex venture, and that's where all biz talk comes in. All Biz Talk helps businesses and individuals find the right path to their success and learn more about the ideas, products, and services used by today's top professionals. Success leaves clues, so if you want to be successful, it's always best to listen to the people who have already been where you want to be. Our hosts are unbiased and will ask the hard questions, taking your calls to help connect you with the right professionals, people who can help you get a better handle on your personal and business choices. All Biz Talk is not a financial services company and does not offer any financial advice, but we will help you make the right choice when it comes to planning your financial future. Join All Biz Talk Tuesday afternoons at 1 Pacific, 3 Central at allbiztalk.com. Get ready to laugh along with This Little Parent Stayed Home with Ali Lopreet. Friday evenings at 6, 5 Central on Togedat.com. This is a truly realistic, no-nonsense, tell-it-like-it-is method that will have you laughing and crying, surviving while struggling, and hammering away at the hardships as you travel through the greatest journey of your life. Get empowered by joining thousands of other parents who have also decided to take a leap of faith into a double career with longer hours and half the pay simply because of the love they have for their children. Together, we are rebuilding a new economy that will support us rather than enslave us. Never again will we have to choose between raising our children and earning to provide for them. It won't be easy, but it will be worth it. For more on Allie and her success, check out her website, OurMilkMoney.com. So come get empowered with This Little Parent Stayed Home with Allie Lopreet. Friday afternoons at 6, 5 Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. 
And we're here today with founder and CEO of Go Girl Communications, Patty Mingland. Patty helps small to medium-sized businesses establish crazy successful marketing and communications plans, especially where it comes to reaching that really powerful female demographic. So, Patty, thanks and welcome back. Thank you. Yeah. What do you see as as the primary barriers connecting to women? And and what do we do and how do we get around those? What are some of the mistakes that let's talk about small businesses make and Mm -hmm. uh, how they don't have to be barriers? Right. And I think that, I mean, there's three barriers that often kind of come between a brand and their female consumer. And one of them is cost. I mean, women are definitely very cost conscious, especially in the last few years. It's become even a bigger issue with women. But they will pay more for products and services they feel add value to their life. And we kind of spoke about that earlier, about seeing how your brand kind of fits into her day-to-day life. Um, and, And some things you can do to overcome that is, Emphasize your benefits over features, but you first of all need to know what those benefits are by listening to your female consumers, and you need to visually show her how this product is going to add value. You're selling a lifestyle, not a product. Uh, Some little tiny things you can do depending on the kind of business you have. You know, maybe you have, um, if you do women's apparel, use high quality of materials, something that's going to last for a long time. She's willing to spend those extra dollars on a product that's going to last for a while. Or maybe it's um, rain gear that's going to be weather resistant so she can wear it in all kinds of weather and not just for one season. Um, Create a loyalty program for women. You know, they come to your store. I mean, gosh, coffee shops are the best for this. You come in so many times and you get to punch a hole in the card to just appreciate that you keep coming in. All sorts of businesses can take advantage of those little things to overcome that cost barrier that we seem to hit sometimes with women. Yeah, we like a bargain, but we don't like to feel we're being ripped off, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, and it's not necessarily about discounting. You know, I'm not saying go out there and offer 50% off on things. It's, it's really kind, trying to ease that challenge by offering more value added to the cost, not necessarily taking the cost away completely. And that's, and, and that actually women really do appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And we like to feel a part of something, right? I mean, oh, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Community is one of the other things that I think is a big challenge for businesses because women really do view the world as a community. They do not like to feel isolated or alienated. They want to feel like they're part of a group. And they want to share the experience with other people. That's why if you get a woman to really enjoy your product or your service, they're going to tell so many people because they want to really share that experience with others. Yeah. It's almost like you go out and you find this great new purse. And, you know, if you don't share it with your friends, you almost feel like you're holding out on them, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And women really, this also speaks to the trend of women really like to see themselves in your brand. So anytime you can show a group that is as diverse as women are, whether it's by age or or culture or life stage, if you can show that as a group all enjoying your brand in some way, 
they really, really connect with that. Because not only do they see themselves, but they see other people that they might be able to connect with. And that really, really appeals to them. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about a brand that is, you know, it does sell to the, the male population. It's, it's a, it's a men's product. Um, and they've got this masculine branding going on, which of course mm-hmm. they're going to, but it's the shaving cream and, and the woman is the one who usually goes into the target and picks up the shaving cream. How do we cross over? How do we make that masculine product appeal to the woman who's going to pick it up? Right, right, and that's such a great that's a great product line to actually think about. Well, some of those things I just talked about. I mean, look at the cost issue. You know, how is your product? What's the cost issue of it? Is there a way? Because you know, she's also probably balancing that household budget. Um, but she's going to ask. This isn't an um, again. I use this for a different. Uh, story, but she doesn't like to be isolated, so she's not isolated in her decision to buy the shaving cream. There was a discussion hat that happened with the male that she's buying it for, so she is taking his information into consideration, but she's also thinking, what is that shaving, how does that shaving cream benefit the woman? Well, let's see, you know, does it make her, um, does it make her significant other look better when they go out? Perhaps put something like that in your messaging. Does it, um, is it a product that can be used by women as well as men? So you might want to go that route with the product messaging. You really have to kind of put your female eyes on. And if you don't have someone on your staff that is female, that is a female that's probably going to be buying the product you're selling, go out and find those females. Go out and find those women, bring them in, talk to them, and find out what it is they're looking for in this particular product. Don't try to second guess it. Don't just sit in a room and say, oh, you know what? I think they want blue packaging. That could be the furthest thing that they even discuss. So really, really bring a female eye into it. What is she buying this product for? Mm. So so then that brings us to uh, the topic of focus groups and going out there and really understanding the, the demographics and what they want, what they're looking for. Um, do you have any feedback for the excuse me, the small business owner who can't afford to hire a big firm to conduct a focus group study. How do we do this? You know, I actually, I mean, focus groups, and I think we've all sat in on the focus groups that's in the very sterile room with the really bad snacks. Uh We listen and we think we're getting great information, and then we go and use that information, and the campaign completely falls short. And you think, hey, but what happened? I just had this great thing. You really need to just listen to women have a conversation. And for small to medium-sized businesses who aren't going to be able to afford to hire someone to come in and do these big, gigantic focus groups, go out. So you can do it as simple as go out in an evening and listen to women's conversations with their friends and their family members that they're out with. What are they talking about? What kind of what kind of things are at the top of their mind? And even if they're not going to talk about your specific brand or category, you can kind of find out what kind of challenges and issues that they're facing. 
or invite women into your environment. If you have a store, just have um, women come in one evening and have it be very casual. You know, maybe have some hors d'oeuvres and, and let them walk around and just really watch what they're doing. Which products do they go to first? Which things do they not even go near? And listen to the conversations they're having with each other, not necessarily just with you. Yeah. And ask them lots of questions. Don't even begin to give them a sales pitch. Just ask them questions and have them and really, really listen to the answers they're giving you. That's going to give you such great insight. Yeah, that's so important. I've noticed I went to a, um, a wine tasting the other day with a bunch of gals. And, you know, just sitting at that counter... Uh, critiquing these wines, how mm-hmm. honest they all were, even though the woman, there was a woman and a guy selling these wines on the other side of the counter, you know, putting us in that very casual environment with each other and a couple sips of wine. And, and, uh, you know, it, it was really honest feedback. There wasn't anybody saying, Oh, this is good. And then rolling their eyes behind, you know, the, right. The, uh, yeah. There is a really great book because in women, it's not that women are liars in focus groups. I don't want that to come out, but there's a really great book written by Mary Lou Quinlan called What She's Not Telling You. And it talks about how women often give half truths instead of whole truths. And they will tell you one thing, especially in a focus group setting. But if you really listen and you really pay attention, you can get deep down to what they're really trying to tell you. So you're getting beyond the eye rolling and the, hey, I'm just going to tell you this sounds good because I want you to think I'm nice kind of pleasantries. I mean, if you can get your brand, I always tell people, if you can get your brand at the dinner table, the conversation at the dinner party, then you have made it. Like that is the ideal place for your brand to be because that's when the most honest, real conversations are happening. Yeah, that is so true. And and you're right. It's not that we're liars. We don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Right, right. And that's the other thing with like those big focus groups in those rooms. You know, one woman may be thinking in her head, ooh, I just don't like this, this color. But then when four other women say they love it, she's probably going to say she loves it too just because she she doesn't want to create conflict or she doesn't want to hurt right. people's feelings like you said. Right, right. So, so then how about, um, blind surveys? You know, it's so easy nowadays to create a little survey. Are they usually honest and good feedback? Yeah, they really are. I mean, in most cases, it really depends on the questions you ask. You want to ask the kind of questions where women are, it's a little bit open ended and they can really tell you the story behind their answer. Um, I also think social media is really great. It's kind of the quick and easy. To figure that out, follow some people on Twitter that you think are your ideal customers and see what they're, see what they're talking about. You know, visit uh, the Facebook pages they may, that they already may be connected to from a brand. Um, follow those conversations. It's amazing what you can find out through Twitter in 140 characters or less. Yeah, yeah. You know, so when you said Twitter, I thought of a question that I posed on LinkedIn a um, number of weeks ago. What do you think about business to business and, and marketing to the female demographic? There's a difference here, right? Then um, in the sense, then well, cons- more- consumer, business to consumer. 
There definitely is um, a difference when you're talking B2B marketing as B2C marketing. However, mm-hmm. I will say with women, um, more and more women are influencing the B2B discussion because they more and more women are working outside the home now. And a lot of them are holding positions in companies that are making purchasing decisions of some sort, whether it's the advertising and marketing budget or it's the office supply budget. So if you are a B2B marketer, do not discount uh women because they are probably part of that purchasing decision and will continue to be more so as we continue to go on. Okay, wonderful. We're going to go into break in just a few seconds. Patty, what is your website? Where can people find you? It is gogirlcommunications.com. Wonderful. And we will be back after these tunes talking more to Patty Minglin from Go Girl Communications. Thanks for tuning in today. This is Marla Tabaka, and you're listening to The Million Dollar Mindset. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Holidays and celebrations get you down and leave you feeling frazzled? Then join Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon, 11 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Sandy will help you discover the secrets to having the celebrations you've always dreamed of while adding fun and meaning to your life. From Valentine's Day to Christmas to special family events, Sandy Fowler will show you how to put the fun and meaning back into those special days by taking a look at what we can do to turn the upcoming holidays into cherished memories and show us how to allow it to intertwine with everyday life. For more on the show, Sandy, and to receive Sandy's Holiday Happiness Booklet, go to HeartfilledHolidays.com. Then get set to discover the secrets to creating happy holidays and happy everydays by joining Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon Eastern Standard Time on Toginet.com. Mark Lipinski is coming to Toginet. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. A live two-hour show Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on Toginet.com. Creative Mojo. It's fun, entertaining, informative, inspirational, and illuminating. Lipinski has worked on such shows as Oprah, The View, The Joan Rivers Show, and Ricky Lake. He's busy, but he's got the drive to share with Creative Mojo, dedicated to the modern crafter and crafting lifestyle. Dive into the info and enjoy everything from celebs to entertainment news to recipes, quilting and needlework, knitting, painting, woodworking, Christmas crafts, and so much more. This show boldly encourages you to discover and harness your own creative spirit by living creatively every day. For more on Mark and the show, check out marklepinski.com. Don't miss the fun. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And we're here 
today talking about the ever most important demographic, women. Yes, with women having the primary purchase power in the world, you know, it's smart to develop campaigns no matter how small your business and no matter what product that you sell that really appeals to women. There's one commercial on TV today right now that um, is, is, is just driving me crazy. I can't wait until this campaign is over and I think it's over on Wednesday where these women are just screaming and screaming at the tops of their lungs. They're shrieking because they're, the products that they bought for, before Christmas are, are going on sale. They're being deeply discounted, and these women are offended and, and are looking like, quite frankly, total idiots, and I find it offensive. And so, they, you know, they're, they're women's stores, so they really weren't thinking. <laughs> That's exactly the kind of thing we're talking about. <laughs> That is true, and it's always amazing because that particular campaign, and it's, it'll be interesting to see that play out, to see what the end of that campaign is, but it's a major brand. Like, it is somebody uh-huh. that has money to spend another um, kind of faux pas in the marketing to women world, um, milk, you know, the milk uh-huh. mustache people that uh-huh. are brilliant with most of their campaigns, did a campaign not too long ago where... They um, were targeting men to buy more milk because uh, milk supposedly, and, and I think it might, do, uh, makes PMS symptoms a little bit more easier to handle. But the whole way that this message went was they showed these men that were in a panic because the women were so horrible to live with that oh. they had to run out and buy all this milk. And they had, like, meters. You could go to a little microsite that said, how bad is it in your household kind of thing. And it was just a complete backfire on on the marketing to women it wasn't inclusive it didn't make women feel like they belonged it didn't speak to women who are the primary buyers of milk it was um it made men and women kind of pit against each other which is another big no-no you don't make men look stupid all the time and um it just it's amazing when you look at some of those big brands and you think gosh sometimes they miss the mark too now you know you know you don't always get it right yeah, exactly. You know, Patty, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. Um, can you give us a little story from, from your, your own career in, in how you've helped a client turn around their marketing program so that it, it really hit the target, especially if it was geared toward women? Yeah, you know, I um, because I work a lot with small to medium-sized businesses, I often start working with companies at the very beginning of, of their startup phase. And a lot of times, in, in one particular case, it, it's that looking at women as just one lump sum instead of really narrowing it down. Um, I helped a client really narrow down who her target was when it came to women. What does she look like? What does she buy? What does she do on a day-to-day basis? And that really helped us take all of our marketing messages and really narrow the focus to hit the exact right media at the exact right time Mm -hmm. with the exact right messaging. And, yes, it takes a while to do that. You know, it's really easy to sit uh, sit there and say, okay, well, I'm going to market to women, so I need to be in O Magazine. I want Oprah to write a story about me. And, and that's not what it's that's not what you need to have. You need to have those deep discussions and really do your research, spend a lot of time on the upfront before you ever roll something out. And when you roll it out, it's going to be way more on target. You're going to be way more successful from the get-go. 
Mm. You hit a really important point there that I'd love to talk about a little more. Um, do the research, really do your research. You know, the other day I was having a conversation with, with a friend who's, who is also brilliant with PR. And she said, you know, Marla, where does your audience hang out? Where do the women that you coach hang out? What do they read? What kind of meetings do they go to? And in my head, I'm thinking, the women I coach are so busy. They're not picking up magazines. I don't know. <laughs> I don't right. know where they hang out. How do you find this stuff out? Well, again, it kind of goes back to really digging deep. They're somewhere, I guarantee it. And yes, they may not be picking up and lounging with a magazine, but maybe they're reading the mobile issue of the magazine on their iPad as they're getting their pedicure, which is the one luxury they give themselves once a month to take a break from all their busyness. Mm -hmm. Um, So you really do need to, I, I always say the best place to start is with the clients you already have. Let's say you have five really great female clients, their customers, and they are regular, they come in. Ask them. Ask them what they're doing because it, there, there is some truth into the, the statement, birds of a feather flock together. Mm-hmm. So you find out what they're doing, where they're going, um, and then you can start to go there, and you're going to find more women that are going to be really connected to your brand. Also, just keep up to date with what's going on. Um, I just been lately been inundated with people that are all about thin arrest. Are you from? It's the no, new social media. It. It's this new social media tool that you can you can pin. You find something online that you like. Let's say it's a book that you want to read. You can actually pin it to your kind of virtual uh, pin board and other people can follow you to see what you, what you, where your interests are and what you're finding interesting. And everybody is talking about that right now, especially women. Now, how that translates into brands, I, it's still being figured out. You know, I haven't seen anybody do anything really cool with it from a brand perspective, but you need to just pay attention, read some of those magazines, read the business section of your local newspaper to just see what kind of little trends are starting to happen and how will that affect your customers, female or not. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that is, I, and and after you started talking, I realized, Pinterest, yes, I, I am on there. And, and it's amazing because, um, you know, I just went on there basically because everybody else that I, I communicate with in social media seems to be flocking over there, too. And it's just kind of fun. And um, I'm amazed at how many people just are following me just just to follow you know it's like none of us is really quite sure why we're there but we like it it's pretty right right and and we're all there so there's something yeah. there and there is something about just you know being actively involved you know and you talk about how do you find these women the other thing is just be actively involved in all the tools that you're going to use. So if it's Pinterest, if it's Twitter, if it's Facebook, make sure that you personally are actively involved in those channels so you know how they work, kind of what the, the unknown or unwritten rules of the community are. And then you'll start to also find where people are kind of um, uh, becoming groups. And some of those people may be your ideal customer. Mm-hmm. 
So let's talk a little bit more about social media because it plays now such an imperative and critical role in anybody's um, marketing campaign. How? Let's say we do have a women's brand. Uh, I have a client, for instance, that uh, manufactures and distributes handbags, right? Um, so she's definitely and purely marketing to to the women, and she also they also do. Um, uh, diaper bags, baby bags. And so how do they know, how does a client like this that really does market to women know where to go online to have the, the greatest impact? Is it blogs? Is it, you know, in Facebook? It's, Is it? Mm-hmm. It's a mixture of all of that. I mean, you can yeah. start by just doing a nice a search for, you know, if, if moms in your market, do a search for top mommy blogs. Um, which I hate to use the term mommy blogs because they're so much more than just mommy bloggers. They oh, blog yeah. about life in general. Um, but it's um, you can do a search for that to find where the top ones are and then go to the blog, start reading the blog so you know what they're talking about and start looking at the comments that people are making and so forth and so on. And seeing if that is, you know, is that a place that maybe you can tap into? Is this a possible partnership opportunity? Is it a blog that does reviews for uh, for diaper bags that you can maybe contact and say, hey, would you be interested in, in reviewing one of mine? Um, make sure you, I, I just emphasize the read the blog part. And I know that seems mm-hmm. so simplistic, but so many times people fail when it comes to blogger relationships because they just, they do that search for the top 50 mom bloggers and then they send out a blanket email to all 50 asking them to do the product review. Well, yeah. 30 of them may not even do product reviews. So you've completely offended an entire group. And they're all very connected, so don't offend any of them. Um, but you can find that, find where that's going. But also with, like, Facebook, when people, you create a brand Facebook page and people like you, you have put that out there and people like you, you can usually see what other brands that they may be following. So you can start to see if there's any synergies between those. Um, Twitter is great. There's all sorts of hashtags you can use to really go into, I think everybody makes things a hashtag these days. So mm-hmm. I don't say, you don't want to do everything a hashtag, but if it's, you know, baby clothing, maybe there is something or, you know, material, a purse or accessories, there's probably a hashtag where those conversations are going on. And all you have to do is add that hashtag to your tweet and it's going to go right to those people that are following it. Right. And, and, uh, again, stre- stressing, um, you know, creating those relationships and not just mm-hmm. kind of glomming on to a community and trying to make right. the sale. <laughs> yeah. And that's so very true. And it's such an important part. I think somebody once said that when you create a brand Facebook page, it's as if you're hosting the party. You're not the center of attention of the party. You're just hosting it. You've just created the environment. Um, people don't, nobody, male, female, I, whatever age, nobody wants to be sold to. You know, nobody feels like, hey, I'm going to be on this Facebook page so you can send me a sales message every single day. They want to be a part of a real community. And that's what you should think of when you create a Facebook page for your company. You're creating a community. You're creating an environment where they can have discussions about topics that are relevant to them, but are also relevant to your brand. Mm-hmm. And that's, it, it's not just a place where you can put your press releases. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, but that is geared toward the, the, the male audience. Um, 
it's not necessarily smart to to stick to the female demographic when you're chit chatting back and forth and providing stats and such. But do you find that the male in uh, Facebook on a page is less likely to interact than the female? You know, there's all sorts of studies on that, that women really do interact more on social media than men, but not all social media. They're for the longest time, and I haven't seen anything recently on this, a statistic, but for the longest time, men actually were, were interacting more on something mm-hmm. like YouTube than women were. Um, so, I mean, they interact, women do engage more, um, but it's a different kind of engagement. They are more likely to have conversations. Men are very, I always call the men, the man conversation is a very headline conversation. Give mm-hmm. me the very specifics where women want the story behind it. And it's, it's a different dialogue you can have, but it doesn't mean you have to have an all female conversation and all male conversation. Right. You can ask a question on your Facebook page that will appeal to both of them and be completely fine. Okay, and we're going into break. We'll be back with Patty Minglin, Go Girl Communications, in just a moment. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Get ready to laugh along with This Little Parent Stayed Home with Ellie Lopreet. Friday evenings at 6, 5 central on Togedet.com. This is a truly realistic, no-nonsense, tell-it-like-it-is method that will have you laughing and crying, surviving while struggling, and hammering away at the hardships as you travel through the greatest journey of your life. Get empowered by joining thousands of other parents who have also decided to take a leap of faith into a double career with longer hours and half the pay simply because of the love they have for their children. Together, we are rebuilding a new economy that will support us rather than enslave us. Never again will we have to choose between raising our children and earning to provide for them. It won't be easy, but it will be worth it. For more on Allie and her success, check out her website, OurMilkMoney.com. So come get empowered with This Little Parent Stayed Home with Allie Lopreet. Friday afternoons at 6, 5 Central on Toginet.com. Renowned and gifted psychic medium, Sylvia Rossi, explores the mysteries of this life, the afterlife, and the unseen world that surrounds us all in the show called Make Contact with Sylvia Rossi, Wednesdays at 2, 1 p.m. Central here on Toginet. Sylvia Rossi with her special guests and other fellow psychics invite you to call in and make contact with the world beyond and get answers to your questions. Psychic medium Sylvia Rossi has been sharing her gift professionally for the last 17 years. Sylvia has made it her mission to help individuals and families understand their eternal connection to loved ones that have passed on, bringing relief and comfort to countless souls who have been touched by her gift. She's had the privilege of meeting and working with many psychologists who continue to recommend their clients to her when conventional methods have failed. Now it's your turn to make contact with host and psychic medium Sylvia Rossi. Wednesdays at 2, 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. 
And make sure and join us here on the Million Dollar Mindset next week, too. We have another fun show lined up with uh, author Patty Dobrowalski, who uh, wrote Drawing Solutions, How Visual Goal Setting Will Change Your Life. And it's just a really, really fun book and a fun topic that will help you, especially if you're more of a creative type of a person, to understand why maybe making lists and trying to, you know, go the Excel spreadsheet route to create your goals and and your tasks and such just isn't working for you. It's not you. It's what you've been taught. So make sure and tune in next week. And this week, we're here with founder and CEO Patty Minglin from Go Girl Communications and uh, just another really, really cool topic. Patty, consistency and loyalty. Let's talk about that. Do women, do women seem to really need consistency? And if they get it, will they, are they more likely to be loyal consumers? Oh, for sure. For sure. And, and it really is in the details. I mean, the things that you do to women, the, the, the little things that you maybe send a follow-up note after they got their car worked on at your shop, that's Mm -hmm. huge. That is going to, that's a very simple way to add a lot of value to what they're doing. And if you do that every single time that they come into your store, if you remember them when they come in because they're regulars, those are things that are going to make them want to come there because it's the experience. They feel good about being in your presence. I know that sounds mm-hmm. very out there, but it's very, very true that women, um, they really do like consistency. And when they're loyal, they're very loyal. Now, there has been some changes recently. It used to be that if a woman started using a brand at a very young age, she would continue to use that brand all the time, regardless of what happened. You know, if the brand became a little bit more expensive than newer brands on the market, she would still stick with that one brand. And that's kind of changed in the last few years because of women becoming a lot more cost conscious, um, a lot more pressed for time. They, they will switch brands now and then. So you want to make sure if you have them as a customer, you're doing everything you can to make sure you're continuing to meet their needs because you want them to stay as your customer. Mm-hmm. Well, the loyalty uh, to the customer, you know, it goes both ways. Like, um, I'm going to give Caribou Coffee here a plug because I think they're they're awesome with their loyalty programs. You know, you get a survey. If you fill out that survey, you get a buck off your next purchase. And if you're buying a right. $2 cup of coffee, that's huge. And then, you know, they have the punch cards and they have, you know, all sorts of different things like that. And it makes me want to go there to show my appreciation in, in turn for those kinds of programs. Right, exactly. And you want to tell people about it. Like you were saying earlier, it's like the secret you don't want to keep. You want other people mm-hmm. to know how great they are. And and I think, you know, women are the greatest word of mouth marketers that are out there. I mean, you can't buy a spot that's going to give you the same value you're going to get if a woman tells all of her friends about this great place she went to for dinner. Right, right. You really can't. We want to tell everybody. We want to give them all the details. The secrets mm-hmm. are in the exactly. details, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, and and to your point, uh, that's why those details are so darn important. You know, I went into uh, have my oil changed the other day, and again, I'm going to give these guys a plug. Aurora Automotive on on Eola. You know, I go in there, and and the manager, he's great. He he is not condescending. A lot of these places can be condescending toward women. And uh, he always does the little things that just make you feel like, okay, if there's anything wrong with my car, they're going to find 
find it. They're going to take care of it. And uh, I'm safe in their hands. And I think that's really important. It is really important, and that's a perfect example of they're not being overtly marketing to women. You know, he's not painting his building pink, or he didn't ask you about, you know, the dress you were wearing, or anything that we think might need to be tagged as female. It's just a really great, comfortable experience. And not only do you enjoy that, but I guarantee that the male that came in behind you to get his car work done had that same kind of feel, and he's going to be just as loyal as you are. It's really important to do that. Yeah, I agree. So let's talk a little bit. We've been talking about brands, and of course, that's that's an important topic uh, for those of us who who work with services rather than products. What are some of the th- key things that a service company can do? Well, and we were just talking about the car, but someone like your, yourself or me, a coach or a consultant, people like us, what are some of the key things we need to do? I think one of the key things to do is it goes back to the thing I was talking about earlier, which is really listen to women and listen to how you can fill whatever need it is that they're they're talking to you about with their daily life. But it's attention to those little tiny details. It's as soon as you finish that, um, let's say you have a prospect call that you did a free consultation on, as soon as you hang up that phone, write a personal note to the person thanking them for their time. And, and make it really personal. Mention something that was said in the conversation and, and send it off. And if you can, if you have time to actually handwrite it, not just email it, that's even bigger. Because so many times we don't even get mail anymore other than flyers and bills. So it's nice to get a real card. But just really follow up and be very personal and be very intentional. And I think the other thing we need to always remember to do is to be authentic. Nobody expects any of us to be perfect. And that goes for people that are coming into you as clients. If you are a consultant, you may make a mistake. You may make a misstep. Just own up to that during that relationship, and you're going to build this really authentic and deep personal relationship with your clients that is going to go beyond um, any type of loyalty program you could possibly create. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't I earned I learned that really early in my career and boy has it paid off. It just takes the load off when you can just fess up to your mistakes and uh right. just being authentic. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And women, women women so appreciate that. And women are extremely forgiving. I mean, if mm-hmm. you can just say, "Hey, look, I made a mistake with that." They can they are so much more forgiving than if you try to cover it up and they think that you're trying to pull one over on them. Uh, mm-hmm. So just be really authentic with your relationship and and be very personal, as personal as you can possibly be. Yeah. So if, if for those of, of uh, the people out there listening and, and they're, they're going to review their marketing now, they're hopefully going to go back and say, OK, am I doing a good job of, of really reaching that fem- female de- demographic? Just a few bullet points for us. What are the things that we need to look at first? Okay, the first thing you need to do is you need to really, truly identify who your customer is down to the point of what is she doing right now? Where where is she getting her information? What is she doing with her life? And then you need to find those women and you need to ask them questions. You need to listen to them. You need to see what's going on in their life, what's important to them. And then go back and sit with your current marketing plan or your current products and services and, and honestly ask yourself, Am I filling the needs that she has? Am I meeting her needs? And if you're not, 
what can you do? What little changes can you make? And I'm not saying you necessarily need to change your product line. It's just maybe the way you're communicating your product. Maybe it's just a little different in wording. Or maybe you're not communicating it using the right channels. So it could just be little tweaks that you need to do. But before you do anything, clearly identify who your customer is going to be and find out everything you can about her. And one thing you can do right now is, you know, we talked about this, the details matter. I mean, right now at the end of your day, take five people off of your customer list or five of your clients and write them a note to just thank them or ask if there's anything you can do for them because you heard about such and such going on. Do that right now and you will have built a strong, strong loyalty right there. Mm-hmm. That is so true. Women love it. And again, we're stressing so much here. It's all in the details and the, the authenticity and reaching out and just pointing out a few of those personal details. Your experience with that customer um, is just, you know, invaluable. And right. Uh, yeah. And, and convenience, recognizing that today we're busy, you know, we're, we're moms right. and we're full-time employees or business owners and wives and friends and um, housekeepers and cooks right. and everything else. We're really busy. And so honoring that and respecting it is critical too. Absolutely. And, and understand, just like you pointed out, we're, you know, we're, we're doing so many things. Women think about other people as much the other people and what they need as much as they're thinking about themselves and, and their own personal mm-hmm. needs. I mean, they, they're trying, they're multi-minding all the time. They are constantly thinking in terms of what can I do for other people? So can you help them out with that? Can you take some stuff off of their to-do list? I mean, if you have a hair salon and you have regular customers, is there a way that you could partner with local dry cleaner that she could actually have her dry cleaner delivered while she's having her hair done or her nails done? Um, Mm -hmm. There's little tiny things that you can take some stuff off her to-do list that really aren't going to take you that much time or that much money to pull together. But, but yeah, such an important... um an important uh, thing to think about. How can you make her life easier and let her right. know that, you know, you respect that, 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 uh, that she is doing more than one job, more than two jobs. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Patty, thank you so much for being here today. Thank it was you. Just- uh, you are just a wealth of information and, and creativity, and uh, I love our conversation. So I hope you'll come back on the show another time, and uh, we can talk more about this because it's it's important and uh, fun. <laughs> yeah, anytime, anytime. So you can find Patty and her blog over at GoGirlCommunications.com, Patty Minglin, and we appreciate you all joining us today. And again, make sure and check out Inc.com slash author slash Marla Tabaka, Failing Your Way to Success. Um, I'm getting a lot of really good feedback on that article because I think it, you know, to give ourselves permission to fail is critical and just takes such a burden. So when you're sitting down to write your new marketing plan targeting the female demographic, give yourself permission to fail because that's how you're going to learn. And join us here next week for uh, Drawing Solutions, how visual goal setting will 
it'll change your life. And it really is a phenomenal book. Go out and grab that book by Patty Dobrolowski and uh, enjoy that book. And then join us next week as we ask her questions and gain her insights and information on how we can really much more effectively goal set. This is Marla Tabaka. I look forward to speaking to you next week. And thanks again for joining us. Bye-bye now. Thank you for being a part of the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka from Toginet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to get there, and if you've 